Hey, Jim here. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Silent Sales Machine Radio. I have a cool guest for you today. We're going to jump over and do that interview in just a moment. But before I started the show today, it's been a while since I talked to you about some of the really awesome stories that are coming out of our coaching play. Just came through today. One of our coaches posted this in our coaches only Facebook group. We have a group where all of our moderators and coaches all hang out. Man, it's just so many great people in there. There's about 95, about 100 members in there as I'm recording this. It's all of our coaches, all of our moderators, the people on our team, basically. And we just inspire each other and share success stories, that sort of thing. Well, here's one that posted in just a few hours ago from our coaching program. And I'm not going to give you the real names yet of the people here, because I don't know if they've given us permission to share their names publicly, but it will probably end up as a testimonial on the Jim Cockrum Coaching dot com website at some point where there's a lot of cool stories, but check this out. So uh, a young married couple, they've got a couple kids and I'm not going to read the whole letter to you that that makes for boring listening. Um, basically they, uh, he's in the air force and they've got a couple young kids. Like I said, another one on the way. And recently they stumbled on the Amazon selling concept and started doing some research as they were talking about considering getting into it more seriously and, and, investing in a course, and they were kind of looking around the landscape of what was available. Their three-year-old son, I'll, I'll read exactly how she said it here in the uh, in the letter. She says, one day while they were leaving church and discussing the Amazon business, their three-year-old who was listening and overheard their son stopped dead in his tracks and said some powerful words that led us down this road. He said simply, God will help us. They decided at that moment, she says, I was all in and God has indeed helped us this entire time. So they ended up uh, doing some used book sales. It was going well. They're, I think they said, here it is, two to $3,000 a month. The first month of selling, things took off. But then they got into our coaching program just a few months later. After buying the proven Amazon course and using some of that, they were at a $20,000 a month level, but then they joined our coaching program, discovered some wholesale sources. Business is taking off. They're getting anywhere, she says, from 50% to 152% return on investment on their inventory. Fantastic job. What a cool story. So these are the kind of great people that we have as coaches, one, that helped them get through this process, and two, the kind of people that join our community. She says in her letter that this will allow them to travel. Her husband's in the Air Force, so now they can travel freely without worrying about her having to jump from job to job their business goes with them. It's something they can do together. So cool. It's just powerful for us around here on the leadership team to see stories like that. It's motivating and inspirational. So we love bringing you those kinds of stories. They're all over the place in our community. So I can't even keep up with them. There's so many great people doing so many cool things. Like today's guest to segue into today's episode, it's a young lady that I interviewed just a couple of days ago as I'm recording this, but now I'm doing the intro, which I often do after the interview. And I just want to let you know that, man, I was so impressed by her determination and her will. That's the thing that stood out to me. And more and more, I'm noticing business building warriors. There's a reason I call you warriors. You've got to have that spirit. And sometimes you'll get to the point of breaking. Sometimes you'll really want to give up. I've been there more recently than I'd like to admit at times. I've been very discouraged just because there's so many things going on sometimes, right? And life sure handed my family and I some curveballs last year, but it was nothing compared to what Dakota went through. With sheer willpower, determination, 
And yes, she has a walk with God that sustained her. She shares a little bit of those details in her story. Man, she went through an incredible time and nobody would have held it against her if she just would have kind of given up and relied on the system or given up and relied on other people or taken a minimum wage job just to make ends meet. No one would have held it against her because of what she faced, but she didn't do that. Instead, she built a five-figure a month business on Amazon in the middle of it, in the middle of the chaos. So just a few months ago, she discovered selling online and she's already doing some cool stuff. You're going to be inspired by this young lady. So in just a moment, you're going to hear me reintroduce the episode and Miss Dakota Dunn, who is our guest. So I'll cut it off here and jump to that part of the podcast. I think you'll love this one. And as always, hey, leave us some reviews, leave us feedback. We love that. Send us an email, let us know what you think. We love hearing from you. All right, let's jump over and hear from Miss Dakota Dunn. Hello, friend. Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is your host, Jim Cockrum, as always, or as most of the time anyway. We have a few guest hosts here and there. But on today's show, we've got a young lady with an incredible story. She's been selling on Amazon for about seven, eight months. That's it. So she's fairly green. So those of you who are thinking, man, I'm new to all this, you're going to enjoy today's show. A great backstory as well of just the stuff that, and I say great because it's just, it's inspiring to me, all the things she's had to overcome, although there's a lot of tragedy in her story. And she's going to share some of that with us. But I just hope today that her story inspires you, that it encourages you. And in the few minutes that I've spent talking to our guest today, Dakota Dunn, that uh, you will benefit as much as I already have in just those few minutes that I've spent. I'm looking forward to digging into the rest of this interview. We just talked for the first time today, so I'm getting to know her along with you, listener. But let's welcome to the show with a virtual round of applause, Miss Dakota Dunn. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Good to talk to you. Great to have you here. <laughs> Thanks for be here. being on the show today. And you've got quite a story and we can start pretty much anywhere. You gave me a few bullet points of some things in your story. Mm -hmm. How about we start off with, not where we usually start, we're going to dive into your story a little bit, but let's mm -hmm. start off. You were excited to talk about the mentality. And let me just mm -hmm. set this up a little bit. You've gone from knowing virtually nothing, if I, mm -hmm. if I know your story well. Yes. It is right. Seven, eight months ago, right? Seven, eight months ago. Yes. And now you've got a pretty decent business and you can share as much as you want about that if you'd like as part of the setup here. But what has having a strong mental game, how, what role has that played in all this? Because you mm -hmm. came from a pretty dark place to use your own description and we will dive into mm -hmm. that. But mm -hmm. let's dive into the mental game. You were excited to talk about that. Let's go ahead and go there. Yeah. That was one thing that was on my mind because I feel like a lot of people kind of start this business thinking that it will go a certain way and it'll kind of flow. And for me, it definitely did not go that way. It was, it was hard in the beginning, you know, it was mentally tough. And so I think for me, the mentality kind of the do or die mentality was really big for me because I'm not somebody who can just go find a, you know, hundred thousand, fifty thousand $50,000, even $30,000 paying job. You know, I had interviewed at places. I'm, I'm a single mom. I had gone desperately tried to find a, a, you know, decent paying job, and it just was not working out because I'm not somebody that has the work experience. I had been a stay at home mom for years, so I was basically thinking to myself, okay, well, I'm going to be destitute. I'm going to be working a minimum wage job for the rest of my life, 
barely making ends meet and my daughter's going to be in daycare and it's going to be horrible. So I thought when I found out about this whole Amazon, crazy Amazon thing in uh, December of 2017, I kind of had to make it work. And, you know, it was either that or the alternative that I talked about. So I basically devoted every minute that I had, you know, that I wasn't taking care of my daughter to learning about Amazon. And so I spent money that I didn't really have on, you know, finding childcare for her for a few hours so I could go try to do some, I guess, research in the field of doing RA, going to Walmart, going to bookstores, going to all those places and just trying to just scanning as much as I could and watching and going and going home after she went to bed and watching videos, watching YouTube videos, watching pack videos, listening to the podcasts, just learning as absolutely everything I could. And so I think the mentality is so essential. I honestly do because you have to be in a place where like you're going to make it work no matter what. So I was highly motivated and I was, I basically, I had some times where I was like, like, is this going to work for me? Like, how can this work? Because when I went, when I first started going to those stores and trying to scan, it was, it was kind of like, how can this be possible for me to actually make an income? Because going in several, several hours and scanning stuff, it was like nothing, you know, I'll get like one or two things. So uh, it was very, very frustrating in the beginning, but I think I just learned to keep pivoting. (laughs) You know, I think the number one thing is to keep pivoting and just say, okay, this isn't going to work out. Let me try something else. Let me learn something else. Let me watch a video because there's always something else to learn. Honestly, there's so much, there's so many different ways to do it. So I think being able to take those punches and kind of take those disappointments because something will go wrong. Things, so many things go wrong being an entrepreneur and especially selling on Amazon. So many things will happen and you just have to be, you have to know that and you have to be okay with that. I think you have to not get too bogged down in those kind of mishaps happening. Like for instance, this is something that I dealt with in the beginning. That was really annoying. I'm not a technologically like savvy person. And (laughs) I had, so I had lots of technical issues in the beginning. I was starting with, I I basically borrowed a computer from my dad. I was like, do you have an extra computer, like an old computer I can use? So my dad gave me this little laptop that he had. And this laptop is (laughs) like, I don't know if it's like ridden, it's like ridden with viruses or something because it had does this thing. And I still use this computer. Okay. And this computer will almost every time I use it, it will get to a point within like 40 minutes or sometimes right when I turn it on where it will start literally, this is a touch screen. It's like, it's like a touch screen and it's a, it has a keyboard on it. Right. Okay. So it's one of those like fancy ones, but Supposedly, it'll start yeah. glitching to right. where it just, the mouse is just going, it, it thinks that I'm clicking a million different places on the screen. So I can't do anything on it. Oh my goodness. So Yeah. <laughs> And so when it gets to that point, it's like, okay, I have to shut it down. I have to like try all these different things to like get it to stop doing that. So I dealt with that. And I also dealt with, I have my printer has all the, I have super old printer has all these issues. It decides to just stop responding. When I send something to it, it'll just not do anything at all. Or it'll like say, I don't have ink when I do, or, you know, all these different things. So for me, it was, I had the mentality of, 
I have got to take care of this right now. Like, I think I, I try to set goals for myself and I tell myself, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to get the shipment done today. I have to get this done today. Like I have a rule for myself. If something comes, if something gets shipped to my door, I'm going to get that, that shipment prepared that night and I get it shipped out the next day. So that's a rule that I have for myself. And so when something came across like that, I was expecting it. And I was like, I'm going to take care of this tonight. I will get this taken care of. I don't care what, how late I have to be up. So it was really frustrating with the printer, but I, I actually have learned a lot about printers <laughs> because <laughs> I would sit there and just troubleshoot. And I had to like, what this one time when it decided to stop receiving my, my printing stuff, I had to go in and send stuff to the cloud on my computer and then retrieve it from the cloud on my printer, which I've never done anything with the cloud before. So, and then download it and like print it. So I think that is a huge part of it. Just being able to say, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Yeah. That's a theme of, yeah. of everything. <laughs> I mean, because I'm sure, I mean, you shared challenges with your laptop, challenges with your printer, learning a completely new platform to sell on all these little things that we can't possibly anticipate and put into a course. You know, you mentioned you were using the proven Amazon course. Well, we don't have a section in there on how to deal with a really bad touchscreen laptop that your dad gives you, Yeah, you know, that locks up after 30 minutes, (laughs) but that's the entrepreneurial journey. Mm -hmm. We all experience that. You're not the only one out there. I'm not talking to you, Dakota specifically, but to the listener as well. You know, you are going to have those constant interruptions And I've been doing this for 16, coming up on 16 years now, Dakota. And I can tell you, it's just like that now Mm -hmm. for me. You may think, oh, well, Brett, Jim, (laughs) they're running these, you know, this eight figure business and they've got 120 people working with them and there's teams and it's all a smooth, well-oiled machine. And we're like, no, there's this new software that we're like, we're pulling our hair out. Like, what is this? Or the new feature on Facebook. We're like, I don't even know what that means. A new category <laughs> on Amazon's report. And you're like, I've never heard that acronym before. Have you? He's like, no, I don't have any clue. We push a few buttons and we figure it out. Mm-hmm. So it's, I love that we started with the mentality and you gave us a perfect illustration of, you know, you're never going to arrive at that point where you just yeah. kind of like the start of a TV start of a TV show, you know, you wake up and you drink your perfect cup of coffee and a perfect commute yeah. to the office and a perfect, you know, <laughs> da, 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 and everyone's happy and typing and doing their thing and smiling and making money. It's never like that. But yeah. the, the benefits so outweigh yeah. the inconveniences. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were at a place less than a year ago where you basically felt a fork in the road of, I'm either going to make this Amazon thing work or mm-hmm. I'm going to be, you know, working minimum wage. And I think you're the kind of person I can detect it. You'd have had a great attitude and you'd have worked hard and you wouldn't have been minimum wage very long. You would have been a manager wherever you were within six, eight months. You just, it, you ooze the commitment to the process, right? So you'd have been fine, I think. I'm sort of somebody who I tend to be influential. Like I'm, I'm a very strong personality. I'm very outgoing. <laughs> it show it, it definitely shows you're articulate. You'd have, you would have done great, but you've got this young daughter. You don't mm-hmm. want to be away from her. And you had been out of the workforce for a long time. You would have been starting kind of at the bottom. And this was the mm-hmm. other viable option that you had, this Amazon game that you had to figure out. And congratulations because you did. I'd, I'd like to hear a little bit like, Thank you. Where are you at now compared mm-hmm. to where you were? 
what's your reality look like? What's your routine look like? Let's share, because mm-hmm. we haven't really told anybody kind of what it, life looks like now compared to where it was eight, nine months yeah. ago. Set, set all that up a little bit. Okay. So you want to t- me to talk about where I am now? Yeah. And okay. it, compared to where you were and just, you know, yeah. fill in some gaps. So I'll just give a little bit of backstory. Sure. I was a stay-at-home mom. My husband that I had married had two boys. So I, when I married him, I was taking care of his boys, you know, doing that for a while. And then I got pregnant with my daughter and we, you know, had a great, he is a great person. Honestly, he was an engineer. He was making great money and I was a stay at home mom. I was very happy or, well, actually when I was pregnant, he was laid off from his job that he absolutely loved. And he got this other job that he did not like. So the first year of my daughter's life was like a slow, very, very slow descent into depression for him. And by the time my daughter was one, he was very, very bad. And I did not realize until really, honestly, it was kind of too late how badly he was off. So he had four suicide attempts in the course of the next year. And he was delusional, schizophrenic, had all kinds of out there delusions, thought that he was the next messiah, uh, thought that he was going to build an army of robots and raise the dead, just, you know, crazy things. And at one point, grandeur, it all started delusions of grandeur, started with uh, depression and then slid into some pretty serious mental illness, which he's very, very seriously ill. And he really is. I, I absolutely, you know, from the bottom of my heart, care about him and hope that he can get better. I really want that for him, especially for his children. But it got to a place where at one point he thought that I was the enemy and tried to kill me. So it was not a safe situation for me and my daughter to be in anymore, which was very sad because I wanted to keep our family together more than anything. But when it got to that point, I had to separate from him. So at that point, when I made that decision, which was in November of, of 2017, I, I was like, no more. I cannot do this. I have to get away from him. That's when I realized you know, I'm, I don't have skills. I have a bachelor's in English, but I'm not really employable to the degree that he was, you know, he could easily get a six, six figure job if he was healthy. So it was a very, very, I don't want to say depressing, but it in the beginning, it was very, I was, I was very saddened because I, I, I was saddened at the loss of our family and the life that we, that we had together. And, the life that I was potentially looking at a very hard road for me, which I probably would have been okay, but it was, it's a hard road. It's very, very hard for single moms. And so that was a hard thing to think about. Okay. I'm going to be on my own. I said to my dad, I said, what am I going to do? I'm just going to be destitute for the rest of my life. And I don't know what to do. So it was very scary for me in the beginning, but I, I was determined, like I said, I was determined to, to do whatever I had to do for my daughter. She's my number one motivator in all of this. So I found out about Amazon and I guess fast forward to now I am making the past 30 days. I have done 17,000 something in sales, which Almost everything that I do, my my minimum requirement is thirty percent profit. Um, most most of them are a little, probably a little bit more than that. So I would probably say between five and six thousand 
um, profit a month. That's incredible. Well, just, just let's put that in perspective for a moment. And how many hours a week are you say you're working at the business? Probably right now, I would probably say between 10 and 15 hours a week, probably wow. closer to 10. Okay. So full-time, you're looking at the equivalent and forgive me, listener, if the math is off here, but well over a hundred thousand dollar a year income, if this was full-time easily, probably close to 150, but you're doing it part-time, which is way better mm-hmm. than any job offer you could have gotten walking in yeah. with basically zero marketable skills. Well, and I would have been paying, you know, a ton. I, I would have been babysitting money for, for babysitting and child yeah. care. Yeah. You'd had to take care of that as well, which you're able to cover that. So once you do the math, what a big swing your life took mm-hmm. in a positive direction yeah. of being able to turn 10 or 15 hours a week into, you know, 50 to $70,000 of income, basically. Yeah. And everything I do right now is after my daughter goes to bed. <laughs> I don't do anything while she's awake. When she goes wow. to bed, I start working and I will be doing that if I have something that I need to do, or sometimes I just, I just research, but hmm. from like nine o'clock to, you know, midnight, I just work. That's incredible. So whenever she goes to school, it's going to be a game changer. Oh for my sure. goodness. But you're <laughs> taking advantage of this time. I mean, just imagine, you know, that to me, it's a very moving emotional thing for me to think of the decision that that my wife and I made for me to go full-time, you know, jump forward 15 years in your story for a moment and just imagine, (laughs) you know, your little girl getting her driver's license and then you'll be able to reflect back through. I honestly can't, I can't even fathom that. I know. And I I, I couldn't have either. I couldn't have either at your stage, but you know, that's what's happened. And I've been able to spend 15 years worth of time with my wife and kids that otherwise would have been spent Mm -hmm. elsewhere. And I had some, and I I won't tell you who the gentleman is. It's another guy who's still in my life. And, and I had a conversation when I first met him and it, it really touched me. And this has been about 12, maybe 14 years ago. And here's a guy with, lives in one of the nicest houses in our County, just, you know, has plenty of money and a good solid dude. He's a Christian guy. Good dude. Really good dude. And he wouldn't mind me sharing this if I did tell you his name, but he said, you know, I poured my life into my career Mm -hmm. and I succeeded wildly but I kind of missed my kids growing up and and he was a little jealous of, of the arrangement that we had here with complete flexibility. Like my schedule today, Dakota, my schedule today was, uh, got up, got in the run that I want, hung out with the kids a little bit, made a little breakfast with one of them, had a conversation with another one, made plans for tonight with a couple of them, Mm -hmm. checked in with my wife, some house projects we got going in here, had a short call with Brett now, that doesn't sound like work day. Now we're up to mm-hmm. noon already, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and now I'm I'm doing a great podcast with with a great person from our community. That's you, you know, and just hanging out, having a good time, talking about, you know, knocking out a few emails, making a few business decisions. It's just life blending into parenting. And I'll just encourage you too, as your little girl gets older, it's a great thing for a kid to see their parent working. Mm-hmm. That's a cool thing. You don't have to keep that separate. Like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to turn work mommy off now so I can be a real mommy. No, 
Yeah. You working is a real mom. So I'm not telling you to change anything right I now. I guess I just at this point, it's she's so little. Oh, that she doesn't know. I don't want to divide my attention. I completely understand. That, yeah. You know, and I, I'm not encouraging you to, to at all, but I'm saying, you know, a three, a five year old. Yeah. I'm like, what are you working on, mommy? Well, I'm helping other people find the things that they need so they can buy them on the internet, right? You speak in their language. They, yeah. So that they can understand because we don't do something like if you're a policeman or fireman, they understand that. It's like, oh, my mommy saves people, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a little harder to explain. So break it down yeah. into their language. It's it's a vital, it, you are serving others well in what you do. Let your kids see you doing that eventually, you know, as she's old enough to understand. But right now, absolutely just enjoy this. This would be my advice. And I'm sure if you asked 50 other parents, you'd get 50 other things. But I love the way you're doing it. 10, 15 hours a week. It's paying the bills. You're independent. You're not needing to borrow money from you know, your your dad, who I'm sure would do what he could for you. He sounds like a great guy based on what you've said so far, but you know, he's not set to send you thousands of dollars every month. No parent is. You know, they he want, shouldn't have to. He well, shouldn't I, have I, to. I don't want to yeah, right. I don't want to ask for that. You know, I want to be able to take care of myself. Yeah. There's such great pride in that. Absolutely. To be able to do that. It reminds me of Lisa, Lisa Morrison Larson's story where, you know, she had parents doing that for her until one of them's like, mm-hmm. you know what? No, we're tapering this off. You're going to grow up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. And my mom actually had offered for me to move in with her, which was so nice of her. But right. I really want to be able to to do it on my own. I and just have, have such, I'm so, I feel so empowered for the first mm. time in my life. I don't need anyone else. That's beautiful. Well, you're, you're very determined, very motivated. I love that we spent some time on mindset because I think mm-hmm. that's huge as well. It took yeah. me about a decade into this industry before I realized I could give someone literally the keys to the kingdom, like push this button, go to this website, push that button, you know, write this on a piece of paper, send it to this place, you'll make money. And if they have a yes. bad mindset, mm-hmm. they can't do that. I could make yeah. it as simple, step-by-step, pure, clean cut. And then you go to the other side of the bell curve. There's people like you, Dakota, that we could say, here's a general idea of what we're trying to get you to. (laughs) There's going to be about 1,500 obstacles between where you are now and actually making money. But if you do kind of what we're talking about here and you get over those 1,500 little hurdles that are going to slap you randomly for the next six months, you're going to make (laughs) some serious money. You're going to do okay. And you just full steam ahead, charge through. Nothing is ever a brick wall. It's always a hurdle. And you get mm-hmm. through it. You get past it. You get around it. You ask for help when you need it. Those mm-hmm. are the people that thrive. And that takes a mindset. And not everybody has it. In fact, most yeah. people don't. So sometimes when people ask, hey, are people born entrepreneurs or are they developed? Mm-hmm. It's a character issue. Anybody can be a successful entrepreneur, in my opinion, mm-hmm. with the right character, right determination, right mindset. It's just, yeah. it's serving others with excellence in spite of the obstacles you might be facing. I just kind of made that up, but I think I might determine entrepreneurs that way from now on. Yeah, we need to put that on a plaque somewhere. I don't know. Maybe it, it may would work. <laughs> I don't know. It's serving others with excellence in spite of the obstacles that you encounter along the way. That's all it yeah. is. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's entrepreneurship. Some people are capable of half of that, not the other half. You know, there's mm-hmm. some people out there, I'll overcome any obstacle, but they're not serving others and doing it. They're using it to become a world-famous bodybuilder to improve themselves. That's yeah. cool. Not, not taking anything away from it, but unless you're serving others in overcoming obstacles, you're not an entrepreneur. Yeah. So that, that's kind of a cool definition we just I totally agree. With. I like that. So I think you're just at the beginning. You're young enough. You've got a, a bright future ahead of you. Where Where do you want this thing to go? Like, do you have any 
vision of kind of where you're going with this? Are you taking opportunities as they come right now? Yeah. Um, I mean, like you were talking about, I want to be able to bless others. That is a huge part of my life. And I think if you don't serve others, honestly, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> you know? So, um, I actually have a, a heart for single moms. So I, I actually taught a class last week, uh, to a group of single moms to kind of about Amazon to kind of empower them. And it's up to them, you know, now, like you said, it's, if they really have that passion and that drive to do it, you know, the keys in their hands. Um, so that's kind of, I, I want to, I want to help other people to learn about that. And, um, that's kind of what I, I have to offer a little bit, but I also, I want to, I think for me, when I first started the number that I thought was, I want to make at least 3000 a month. That's the number that I was, I, I thought, I can be okay at, at least on that number. And I think now when I added everything up to think of everything, if I were to have like a crazy car payment and like a crazy house payment and put my daughter in private school, the number that I, th that I calculated was 110,000 a year. So that is something that I'm working towards. And I think it is achievable. I feel like I can probably get there within the next year. I'm sure you can. So, because I'm already making, you know, about 60 a year. So I think I can definitely double that because a, a lot of what I, I live pretty cheaply. I, I live on as little as I can right now and just turn around and invest as much as I can. So it, it's only, I'm really only limited by the amount that I can invest right now. <laughs> So wow. we encounter that a lot in our community. Yeah. It's such a great opportunity that your limitation becomes your ability to find cash. So you can grow faster. It's yeah, it's a beautiful problem to have. And I'm growing. Yeah. It's a slow, you know, it, it's been kind of slow the past few months, but it has grown, you know, bit by bit a couple, you know, like I think two months ago, my high was like 11, my my ultimate like sales was like 11,000 for, for a month. That was like my highest. And now it's now the highest that I've gone in 30 days is 19,000. Well done. Well done. <laughs> so yeah. And there's no doubt, there's no doubt in my mind. I have a, just a, a different perspective on, you know, life kind of hands us seasons, right? So as yeah. I listen to someone in your age bracket, which is very different than mine at this point, I'm thinking, yeah, I remember thinking that way. But life will change. And instead of thinking, yeah. man, here's here's what I need and here's kind of my dream number, you're going to be mm -hmm. thinking as you build a team, because you've got such a servant-minded heart, you're going to have a team, you're going to have other people doing this. Mm -hmm. Like, how can I make these people's lives better? How can I be part of something? You know, and I'm not saying you don't yes. think this way. I'm just saying that that life is going to shift in that direction once you're because you're only a few months away from having gone through a I didn't address this mm -hmm. enough at the time, but one of the darkest tragedies you can face as a young married mm -hmm. couple. I mean, that was yeah. brutal. And here you are challenging me with, wow, I haven't had to face anything like that. You know, I'm not unfamiliar with the world of mental illnesses. You know, we've seen some interesting things in our extended family and such, you know, uh, we've mm -hmm. dealt with some things, but nothing like that. And here you are a few months on the other side saying, yeah, I'm, I'm here and I'm heading there. And and you're plowing through challenges, that's to be commended. But I think you'll find yourself Thank in you. a new season of life before you know it, where 
these things, you know, this, this foundation that you've established is just a building platform for all kinds mm-hmm. of interesting things that are so much bigger. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it over and over. I mean, the best illustration again, is my partner, Brett, he had $400 in the bank mm-hmm. and now we're running an eight figure business together. And we're, yeah. I think reshaping internet marketing history with some of the projects we're doing. But a few years ago, if you'd have said, Hey, that's where all this is heading. We'd have been like, uh, I don't know, man, as long as we can put some money in the bank and pay our team and be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're good. But now we're, mm-hmm. you know, it, it can get big fast, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I love that you're on the team. I love that you're part of this community. I can't wait to see your story and absolutely educate and train. Another comment mm-hmm. I just wanted to make was sometimes people think, oh, there's already a lot of people out there teaching how to do this stuff. No, we are lacking. We are tens of thousands of virtuous leaders away from where we need to be when it comes to teaching internet business strategies. There's just so much potential out there. So many people that your story would resonate with. If you'd have put me up there in front of a group of, you know, single moms, struggling moms, moms that need extra income to make the ends meet, I'd have lost them in five minutes. But you, you've got a platform, you've got a story you can relate and you can take them to that next step with credibility. I'm 15 mm-hmm. years away from their age bracket, their income, their their situation. I can't quite relate. I've never been a single mom, <laughs> right? So mm-hmm. we need people in every demographic. So I just want to encourage you in that yeah. direction. And this community has those opportunities for you too. If it ends up, uh, you see a gap, fill it, Dakota, fill it. Yeah. We, I challenge you to step up and that could be a great source of income. But what, what other thoughts are coming to mind? Yeah, I'm definitely into commodifying that information. I, I remember a, something that I listened to of yours where you basically said, become an ex. I think you said something to the effect of become an expert in one thing and write a book about it, basically. <laughs> yeah, well. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm working on a book. The law of specialization. Yeah, specialization uh, is th- that specializing is the path to multiple income streams, which sounds counterintuitive, but it really is because once you become really, really good and known for one thing, other people who are really, really good and known for one thing can work with you very easily. Mm-hmm. And before long, you're part of a tribe of people who are really, really good and specialized. And that, that's a biblical model. Uh, I mm-hmm. won't go into it too deep right now, but if for those who just want to trust me on that, it's the Hebrew concept of specialization. Our whole economy was built on it. Um, just interestingly enough, as a little side note, I won't go real far, but if you if we jump back in time even 200 years ago, we live better now than kings did then. Even mm-hmm. the poorest American citizen is living better than kings did a couple hundred years ago. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't, they didn't have, globally, we didn't have specialization. I mean, people lived on a farm, they sheared their own sheep, they raised their own crops, they sewed their own clothes. If something got a hole in it, they fixed it. You know, they made their own candles. They made their, and some people think, oh, wasn't that great back when, you know, we all lived off the land. Well, the thing is everyone died in their late twenties to early (laughs) thirties from things like scurvy. And, you know, you could, you could break a finger and and bone and you were, you'd lose your arm. They'd have to cut it off because of gangrene. I mean, like horrible conditions. Well, Mm -hmm. introduce specialization. And suddenly the whole culture just kind of rises. That's a godly principle. It's in the Bible. But we do that in business, even in internet business. You kind of become as that person who's known for being great at this one thing. Yes. Whatever that is. 
And I think you dig inside yourself and figure it out. And maybe right now, and it'll change over time, but maybe right now it is, hey, single moms, that's who I'm called to. And we have some other people in our community that, you know, names people would recognize. Carolyn McFall comes to mind. I mean, she's got a compelling story too. We, we interviewed her not too long ago on this show. It hasn't come out yet, but I think it probably will by the time your show comes out, Dakota. So partner up with someone like that and become known, you know, work together, create that synergy. But yeah, specialization is huge. It's instead of trying to be kind of good at a thousand things, be really, really good at a handful and then partner with really good people. That's the path. I totally agree. And I also feel like in another video I watched, someone said, entrepreneurs are distracted by shiny objects. Oh yeah, (laughs) And that is so true. So I think a lot of times finding your niche is really important because we want to do so many different things. But a lot of time, a lot of times it's good to find something that is working for you and kind of focus on that for a while. Yeah. We call it bolting, not bouncing, which is uh, Brett's father-in-law, Scott introduced that lingo into our, into our team. So there's, there's nothing wrong with moving on to another great idea if you've got one idea established. But if you're 20% into an idea and then you jump over and you start another one and another one and you never really move past 20, 40% of implementing the ideas, that's shiny mm-hmm. object syndrome. Yeah, and it's kind of a curse. Yeah. It's a lack of focus. And the life circumstance you were facing had a way of focusing you. I'm sure there was other stuff that came across your radar, but you turned it away and you said, no, I'm doing the Amazon thing. I'm figuring this out. Just because Mm -hmm. my printer's acting screwy doesn't mean I'm going to throw all this out and go figure out real estate investing tomorrow, right? It's like, I'm plowing through this. Yeah. I'm I'm sticking to this. And you've got to have that same approach when it comes to uh, building new streams. You've got to get it established. And I I would think the next step for, for someone in your position, Dakota, is bring someone on board that puts money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Not just someone that makes your life more convenient, but bring someone on board that actually puts money in the bank. Give them parameters. Here's the kind of stuff we shop for. Yeah. Here's the kind of things we buy. And if you do this, I'm paying you a flat fee per hour plus a bonus. And it puts money in your pocket. That first hire is crucial because a lot of times people will hire somebody who makes their life more convenient. That can be a mistake. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's a fatal mistake, but it can be a mistake that you look back on and go, oh gosh, I don't think I should have done that. But if yeah. you hire somebody that puts money in the bank for you, that's always a good thing. It's never too soon to do that. That's definitely the next step for me. It's it's kind of intimidating for me because I try to save as much money as I can. So it's hard. It's so hard for me for whatever reason to make that leap of, I'm going to pay somebody else to do something that I can do for free and I get to keep all the money, you know? (laughs) No, I totally hear you. I totally hear you. (laughs) And I also just don't know how to find, I don't know how to find someone and I don't know how to train someone for that kind of job, you know, Mm -hmm. and how to trust somebody. Imagine, imagine someone having that off, made that offer to you 10 months ago. Okay. You know what? (laughs) I'm making X thousands per week right now. And I want you to shadow me and see if this is something that works for -hmm. you. If you could do this. And yeah. just, just to correct a small tweak, I didn't know we were going to do coaching today and hopefully you don't mind this part, but no, <laughs> you're not paying them. Yeah. You're a, a good hire at this stage is putting money in the bank. So for every $10 you're spending on this person, you're putting 25 mm. in the bank or it's not yeah. the right person. It's yeah. not the right process. 
So that's what I'm proposing is not that this person becomes someone that costs you money. That's hiring mm-hmm. someone for convenience. Like if you said, you know what, my daughter and I, we deserve home cooked, fresh meal. I'm going to bring cook. I'm going to bring them into the house. They're going to cook for us three meals a day. You know, you're, you're paying money there. You're investing in a different lifestyle. Yeah. You're that money's gone forever, but I'm talking yeah. about bringing somebody in that puts money in the bank from day one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if it, and if they don't, they don't stick around. It's a zero yeah. risk. And you say how to train them. Well, just show them what you do and have them put their own creative twist to it have them try to duplicate it. Maybe they're in a different city entirely. You know, what stores do you go to now? What stores do you source now? I'm not asking you to reveal that, but I'm just saying, you know, do those stores exist other places? Find someone in another another city that you can partner Mm -hmm. and work with and train them up, get a one-year non-compete agreement signed in advance, turn them loose. If they violate that agreement, let them go, find somebody else. But that's how you can justify pouring some of your knowledge into another person. And, and start yeah. making money from day one. And you can you can double or triple your business without changing the number of hours that you work. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm discovering that the, the fewer hours I work on my business, the more money I make. Because I've put people in place to do those vital roles. I definitely think that time is a huge commodity, especially for me. It's hard to work after my daughter goes to bed and then to get up with her at 7 a.m. <laughs> Yes. I'm tired. <laughs> I can so. I can't imagine. You're young enough, you can handle it temporarily, but is it yeah. sustainable for five, ten years? It isn't. No. <laughs> so what are the next steps? You know, what yeah. are you know, what are those and I think for you it is getting that right next person in. And they're not easy to find, but they are yeah. out there. They're out there. Someone's as hungry as you were, they're gonna take it as seriously as you do. You can create a a financial incentive that motivates them and puts money in the bank as you're doing it. It's out there because you know the strategies now. And that's what a lot of people are sitting there right now listening to this podcast. I know they are saying, what does she do? How does she source? Give us some tips. So without (laughs) giving away any of your strategies that we can create competitors for you potentially, what would you say to somebody who's sitting where you were eight, nine months ago as far as how to source, you know, Mm -hmm. and maybe even speak to the importance of the, the courses you looked at, what stood out to you? You know, let's go down that road a little bit. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, I think watching videos is essential. Absolutely essential. You have to. You can even watch videos on YouTube. And whenever people ask me about Amazon, because I'm pretty open, a lot, most people know, most of my friends and relatives know that I do Amazon. And a lot of people ask me about it. And I refer them to a YouTube video. I just say, watch this. And you know what? 99% of people will not even watch it. They just want me to just go, oh, hair, you know, this is what you do. And then you make a bunch of money and it's fine. But um, I think watching videos, trying to educate yourself, I think just going into the store physically, scanning stuff, which you don't have to have any money for, you can scan stuff and learn the process. Because for me, the first two or three months, I did not make any money. I was just going in learning the process, learning what kinds of things would work. Because for me, it was very counterintuitive. I would look at things and say, oh, people are going to want that. That's great. And then it was not, you know, it was not anything. Nobody cares about it. It's ranked 8 million, you know, or whatever. And then something that I I thought, oh, nobody's going to want that. That's a silly thing. You know, it's a weird thing. And then it's, you know, a great item that's doing great on Amazon. So just learning kind of what to look for 
is so important. So I literally would go in and just scan every single thing because I just wanted to learn what to look for, what works and what doesn't. And in the beginning, it was a very tedious, tedious process. And I did not make very much because I was spending hours just going in one by one, scanning things one by one. So that was a big learning process for me. And um, also just, I think my natural transition was to do things on the computer because since it's hard to take my daughter in to stores, which I do think that you need to do in the beginning, honestly, go in and do RA in stores. But for me, I made the natural transition over to doing more OA, which I still do RA occasionally, but mostly it's replenishable items that I can get online. So let me see, I'm trying to think of how to like talk about this, but yeah, I think just, I think one of the things that I did was reverse search on using like this Amazon app. So I would go and find something. I would just go down lists of top sellers and see things and then try to find that. I would try to find a price on that, that I, that would make sense for me. So I would go like usually directly try to find the manufacturer and see what kind of a price I could get. Yeah. But that's a beautiful tip. I mean, just see what's selling well on Amazon at a at, at reasonable prices and a range that, that, you know, think, hey, I wonder if these are selling for $50 each, I wonder how cheap I could get these if I bought a hundred of them. And then you right. do some research and you get online and you find someone that supplies those, a wholesaler, yeah. for example, and you say, hey, I want to place a big order. And you negotiate the price maybe even. Do you do, do much price negotiations? I haven't really gotten into that. I do have one wholesale account that I'm really excited about that I just got um, a few weeks ago. I haven't really gotten into that a part of it, but I do go try to find the cheapest price that I can. And I, I almost always, if I can't find a good price, I will at least email, which I get tons of rejections. You know, everything is a rejection. I've had, everything has been a rejection except for one, (laughs) one person has actually accepted my application, but I always will email somebody. If I can't find a good price, if I can't find a reasonable price that makes, that makes financial sense, I will try to find their wholesale information, try to find an email that I can email. And usually they will say, we don't sell to people who sell on Amazon, but the one person that replied has been really good for me. (laughs) It's been an awesome deal for me. So, and I also think if you, if there are sellers on it, you know, for me, I mean, it's not always the case, but I think a lot of times if you see, if you look and there are, you know, a couple, there are five sellers on it, that they're getting it for, they're going to be able to get it. They're getting it. It, it probably makes sense. Somehow there's a way, you yes. know, there's probably a way to find it. So I look at that. Yeah. But if they can find it, you can find it. Yeah. And a lot of yeah. times you can just a uh, little, little tip. You can look on the back of a package, order one and it'll say distributed by, right. Yeah. And at that company, you, you contact the company that says distributed by and say, Hey, I'm looking, I'm, I'm a wholesaler looking to source product X. Could you help me? Yeah. And and off you go. <laughs> yeah. And there was one item also, I think it's good to look at different options and bundles. And I'm just kind of starting to like get into the world of bundling a little bit, but I had one item that it didn't really make sense for me to sell it on the regular, on the main listing because it was like 80 people on it. But there was another listing that I had kind of gone over at first that had another item. It was bundled with another item. And I just thought, 
there, I, how am I going to, I don't know how to get this item. It was like, just, it was this, the most random thing that you just not would, would think you would not be able to find it, it was, you know? So I, I just kind of skipped over at first and then I came back to it and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to find that. And I had, I think I had emailed, I think I talked to like four different companies. I just could not find this thing. And I needed it to be like, it was this cheap little thing. And it, it was like a, um, like a $3 thing, you know, but it made all the difference because there was only five people on this listing and there's 80 people on this other listing. So, um, I eventually found it for like $2 and I really had to hunt for it, but I eventually found it for $2. And I also, when I found it, I was able to find this website that I, I don't like all has all this other stuff on it. So that was a really interesting little rabbit trail. And it was really exciting for me because I found both of these things that I need to create this bundle. And now I can get that competitive edge, you know? Well, and I think just having heard the way you just described that process, <laughs> you could bring somebody else that you trust into your business and do what you just did and explain that and say, okay, now let's do this together. And if you can find yeah. profit, I've already gone through the trouble of setting up an Amazon account. I know how to ship stuff in. You don't have to learn these things. I'm going to turn yeah. you into a sourcing champion. Here's the proven Amazon course where I picked up some of these things. Go study this. Yeah. You know, come up with some winning ideas. Let's test. So, you know, I've got a, a field where we can test these things now and let it be on them to prove that they're worth partnering up with you. Right. Mm, That's a yeah. great way to find out. I, I look at all the people that I partner with now that go to, and that's how a lot of them came to me. I love you. You gave the example of like, here, go watch this video. And what I do is I say, here, here's my silent sales machine book. Go read this book. Get back to me. Let me know what you think. Most people never will, but occasionally somebody does yeah. and they turn into a Ryan Rieger, for example, in our community. That's how he started, right? You read the book. Mm-hmm. And then he really bought into what we're doing. And now he's one of the leaders yeah. in our community. He's going to be on stage at our event. He's helping us. Mm. You know, he and Jenny are running our private label portion of our yes. entire business. Oh my education gosh, I want to meet side. him. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know, Ryan? He seems so yeah. cool. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was, it, but you look back at how we met and it was just like, hey, here's a book. What do you think? You know, and um, he ended up, I think he won an auction is how we first connected. He won, wow. an, uh, we did a charity auction and he was hmm. the high bidder. And we ended up going to lunch and meeting and yeah, we work very closely on all kinds of projects now, but it's, yeah. your, your message is going to resonate with some people, but you got to have a message. And you know what else? Sorry. No, go ahead. Keep, keep I was it just going to say, just you saying that reminds me, I do have one person in mind that I'm thinking of for this. That would be great to partner with because she's the one person that has actually taken an interest and been, had that kind of hunger and that fire that mm -hmm. nobody else has really had when I've told them about it. Yep. So I might need to. I might need to contact her. <laughs> yeah, I really think you should. That would be maybe a great uh, Dakota part two a few months from now. Let us know how that's yeah. how that's going. Inspire us with your story of, and because you'll crash and burn a few times, but you're cool with that. You're cool with rejection letters. That's the word yeah. that we have to get comfortable with as entrepreneurs yes. is th that scary little two-letter word that scares most people into inaction. No. Right? Like, all right, well, that all no means to me is next. <laughs> it's like, that's yeah. what I just heard, right? It doesn't... It doesn't have to affect me emotionally and bury me for weeks or make me think I've failed somehow. Uh, it's just a it's just a little pause. Move on to the next. Well, it's like you're playing basketball. You have to pivot. If somebody's coming at mm -hmm. you, just pivot. Yeah. If something. If there's a if there's a wall, just go the other direction. Yep. Figure <laughs> out a way around or over it. And that's why community is so important as well. But is there anything else you want to share with 
with the listeners about about your story, your journey, this community, because I want to respect the listeners' time. And and I don't know, I actually got another call. I got to jump on here real soon. Oh, but I think I pretty much, yeah. I mean, there's so much, but yeah, I think we pretty much covered most of the stuff, basic stuff. That's awesome. You you did a tremendous job. Have you been on a podcast before? Thank you. No. First one. All right. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So when you're famous someday, you're on all these podcasts and you've got this best-selling book and you're doing all when these I'm fun on things Oprah. on yeah. Oprah. Yeah. Just give us a shout out. Okay. I will. All right. <laughs> that's cool. Well, thank you. Well, you've been a pleasure to hang out with you. What's your daughter's name, by the way? Evelyn. Evelyn. Cool. Well, we'd love to see you at a live event of ours at some point. That'd be cool. And you've gotten to know so many people in our community. I think you'd, you'd find it a pleasure. And, and if you do meet Dakota listener someday at an event, hey, tell her you heard her on the podcast. We love doing these interviews. This was just a, a real friendly, uh, just open, honest chat. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let us know what you think. Sometimes we dig in and we get it real, you know, meaty, specific advice. We talk, you know, big plans. And sometimes it's, you know, a single mom has been doing this eight months and she's putting some money in the bank and it's a real person with a real story. I really enjoy doing these kind of things. So Dakota, thanks for carving some time out. And uh, thank you for sending your, your lovely daughter to a babysitter just so you could have guaranteed silence. What a great sacrifice you made for the listeners today. So another round of applause for Dakota today, another virtual round of applause. She sent her baby to a babysitter just so she could have a guaranteed quiet house today uh, to do this for us. So really appreciate that. And uh, just to talk to the listeners for a minute, you know, you can go to silentgym.com anytime. You can download all of our episodes. You can get the show notes, any links, although we didn't talk about many links today. Uh, You can get all the resources from all the shows. And as always, please send us your feedback. Let us know what you want more of. Let us know what you like and didn't like. And let me just thank you once again, Dakota, for being on the show today. Hope to meet you in person sometime. Your pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Thanks for listening, listeners. God bless you. You know we're in your corner. We know that you are fighting battles just like Dakota every day. That's why I call you business building warriors. This is no joke. You're going to have to overcome some obstacles. You're going to have to fight through things that are uncomfortable. You're going to have to meet some challenges head on. But hopefully interviews like this encourage you and inspire you. We're going to have more of it real soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.